Welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Thank you for your word. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your spirit in our midst. We yield to you and what you propose to do this evening and through the year. In the name of Jesus. And let me say loud amen. Appreciate greetings. Fellowship. Please be seated. Hallelujah. The word is true. Glory to God. I bring you greetings from Norfolk, Virginia. And they specifically asked, Pastor Victor specifically asked that I greet the church. Amen. And uh, he's getting married. Amen. Soon. So we witnessed the engagement proposal it was live and um, I really loved the approach how it was done um, something that I hope to keep talking about you know, because uh, marriage is not secret service. Amen. Neither is it a venture that should be shrouded in secrecy. It was an inspiration to every young person, um, every other unmarried person there. You know, I was just inspired. Amen. Maybe when we're talking about when we have singles uh, and couples, we'll talk more about that because there's so many things to say. Hallelujah. Well, we're happy to be back. Amen. And um, I am aware that you also had a great time here. Uh, praise Sunday and time of moments of prayer and um, Thursday service. Amen. I want to thank all the mayors. Amen. For fulfilling their role and that's how it's supposed to be. Amen. That's how it's supposed to be. There are many meetings that we sometimes have to turn down or think twice about, you know. Of course, we know our primary responsibility is to be here, but there are times where we don't have a choice 
we have to be somewhere else. For example, this year, um, it has been the routine for the last maybe five years where I visit all the chapters at the beginning of the year. We didn't do that this year. So I've been with you. Amen. You know, we didn't go, I've not been to Yenegua Church. I've not been to Benin. I've not even been to any of the churches in Port Harcourt. Hallelujah. This year. And uh, I think apart from Norfolk, uh, there's no other church chapter I've been to this year. But like, we like those kind of short trips that we can go and come back. Amen. Some people didn't even know I went anywhere. You understand that? So that's good because they were not in church until now. <laughs> Amen. So like, ah. <laughs> glory to God. So, but um, before I talk about Norfolk, I was um, I was to minister in um, Reverend uh, Dunkas' meeting. Just we've scheduled that since last year. I was there last year with them. And um, I'm supposed to also be there this year. But uh, we had a little mix-up in the dates. I thought the program was kicking off on the 16th of, June, of April, running to 22nd. I thought so. So I left my calendar open, 16th to 22nd, since last year. All right, so... Only for me to hear after we fixed Bible school, fixed everything, and then I heard that their program is the same week, 23rd to 29th. Am I correct? Something like that. So, and that's just the week of blood, the week of fire, and everything. And I felt so bad. And they've been sending me mails, calling all, uh, some people that are connected to the church here, calling and all that and all that. I couldn't respond while I was in America. I, 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 this morning, I had to take boo by the horn and say, Sir, I will not be able to come. Amen. So I, I jokingly said, You see why we need private jets? Because I have four, time to be seven, four sessions Monday morning, Monday evening. Tuesday morning and Tuesday evening or something like that. I think I'm, my last is Wednesday morning. Maybe five sessions. Wednesday morning. So then I'm out. So I said, if there's a private jet, I don't care what anybody thinks about it. I will do blood, bloodology in the morning, fly and go and preach in the evening and come back that evening and do bloodology on Tuesday and fly back. Are you understanding me? So what? We agreed that, okay, I've already made a mistake because we actually agreed that we shouldn't tell anybody I'm not coming so that the people will not know that I'm not coming. Amen. So if you have any friend in the church, don't tell them I'm not coming. Amen. <laughs> Amen. All right, so I won't be there for the program. Hallelujah. So, um, but Norfolk was awesome. Hallelujah. Awesome. You know, um, there are many things to look out for, and um, of course, there are also many things we 
we want to achieve, you know, we're still on those things. But I was so impressed by the testimonies of the brethren. You know, so when they were singing that song, your word is true, your word is true. You know, I just remembering the testimonies of the brethren is just that song. Amen. You know, different testimonies, different testimonies. And um, some of the people are not people that were exposed to church or ministry or the things of God, you know. I remember one time, just digress, in London, I met someone. We had a program. That was 55 seminar in UK then. And um, the guy was talking about me. Then he said, um, yeah, yeah, the priest. He calls me priest. <laughs> the priest leaders on me. You understand? He doesn't know anything about church. You understand? He said, the priest, you know. <laughs> well, I, you know, so. And um, he said, um, I, 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 I want the priest to pray for, you know. So it's really exciting when we have people that are irreligious. They don't have any religious background whatsoever. And then they come and meet the, the presence of God. And they hear the gospel. And how fast God works in their lives is amazing to me. You know, I, I, the way the Holy Ghost helps them to catch up. I, I don't understand. Because when they start talking, you think they've been saved a long time. Are we together? You know that the scripture has been fulfilled where it says that my children shall be thought of the Lord. You know, God taught them. Because some things they're saying, you know, um, I, I can't really remember a service where they were taught everything. Are you understanding me? But they got acquainted with the things of the Spirit just by being um, in those meetings, you know. Um, I remember this um, lady, she was sharing testimony to Pastor Sandra. You know, and um, she came the first time three years ago. That was her first time in the meeting. Three years ago. So she was looking for somebody, according to her. Uh, that was her story, right? She, she didn't. She was calling, calling someone on the phone. The person was in the meeting. So she came there to meet the person. That's how she entered. Though. She has entered. She's a leader now. You understand that? A leader, a core dependable leader. Now, that's how she came. She, she was calling someone for she wanted to meet the person somewhere. The person said, Come and meet me. I'm in a meeting. So she walked into the meeting and saw us. She's not churchy, not into all those kind of things. And she sat down there. And I remembered her in that meeting. She was so, um, you know, lost. Are you understanding? Kind of like, What are they doing here? Kind of attitude, you know. What, what are they doing here? That was the attitude. Like she didn't. I remember her very well because I ministered to her. And then she said that she was like, okay, if she's in a meeting like this where someone whispered that he's a prophet or something, it's okay. So she tell me my future. You know. So she said that's what she was expecting. Okay, someone that will tell me my future. Come and tell me my future. So when I called her and ministered to her, she said. She was totally disappointed. Totally disappointed. Because that's not what she expected to hear or for me to say. And that was her first meeting. After a while, she received Christ Jesus. 
God filled the Holy Ghost. Now, these three years after, she said everything that was said, her life has played out exactly how it was said. Amen. You know, and, and that's, that's amazing. There's a guy that, um, one of the protocol brothers that drove us in one of the vehicles, you know, and he was sharing his testimony, you know. He's a young man. He brought his parents for the meeting, you know. His dad and his mom, they were all in the meeting. <laughs> and um, the, the father said, uh, he said he was being sarcastic anyway because the mom, when the mom said, wow, I think we need you in our church. He said, yes, every, every, then the father said, every Sunday. <laughs> but they attend the church. And of course, porn intended. He said, is it? He said, every Sunday. He said, every Sunday. I, that they need that every Sunday in the church. But now the young man is, is the focus I'm talking about. He was sharing his testimony with us. He's into real estate business, you know, and he's doing well. The reason why the parents even came was the way they love his life. Amen. What's going on in his life? And he was just sharing with us how everything started. You know, so um, we were um, trying to compile. Uh, this is supposed to be like the fifth year we were having Fit Fit Seminar in America. So, amen. So we're trying to compile. The testimonies of the five-year experience, you know, different testimonies, amazing testimonies. You know, what kind of testimonies where people, they, they are the ones telling you the dates. It was on this day, it was at this time, it was like this, it was like that, you know. Um, then I met the lady, how many of you watched the live stream three Tuesdays ago? The live stream, um, it was three Tuesdays ago, what for? Last month. Last month, right? I can't remember the date. The Tuesday live stream, remember it? Okay. Um, I got testimonies, but one of the testimonies I got was from the, um, Norfolk Church. A lady that got healed on the live stream. She was in the meeting. She was in the meeting. She's now part of the church. Amen. And she got healed on that live stream. You know, and it was amazing. You know, um, already off of the, of, of the heart. I can't remember all the details of testimonies, but we had one testimony after the other. Oh, this one happened, that one happened, you know. And it was an amazing time to teach God's word and minister the Spirit to people. Amen. And um, we began to see things that we didn't see before. Amen. And in the coming months, I'll be talking along those lines and sharing that. So, we celebrate Norfolk Church. Amen. And uh, Pastor Victor and the, and the leadership for what they're doing. You know, uh, I really commend the efforts they put in to make those meetings um, hold. And um, for me, like I said, if first time they made that effort normally all the meetings I've ever held outside Nigeria what happens most of the time is that to me I this, they will say it's the, it's the lifestyle over there but to me it's laziness Are you so you hardly get people 
to come for Saturday morning meetings. Alright? Saturday morning meetings. Difficult. So, most of the time I don't even bother. But he insisted. The first time we had one was... By the second year we were doing uh, this thing. Second year. He said, let's have a morning meeting. Okay. You're sure? He said, yeah. He said, you're sure? He said, yeah. Okay. I said... Where, where we stayed then, where I stayed, as everyone did at that time, where I stayed then was not far from the venue, my hotel room. So I said, when people have come, call me. <laughs> Don't come and pick me. Don't come and pick me. Don't call me. I'm in my room. I'm not going anywhere. If people come, come and pick me. And true to type, we started, the meeting start by 9. Um, I try to remember the time now, 9.30 or so. They were at my door. Huh? They've come. Say yes. Okay. I followed them. I got there and I saw it turned out more than I expected. You understand that? And we ministered. I remember most of the people that were in that meeting all have amazing testimonies. Amen. I remember that meeting very well, you know. Amazing testimonies. So after then, the morning meetings have been holding. You know, we had one this last time also, morning meeting. And and uh, of course, we have more time in the morning, you know, more time in the morning. And uh, I, we had time to establish certain things within church and all that. So I see that there's so much we can do. Amen. Hallelujah. And God has set before us an open door. And no man, no man can shut it. This particular trip, they changed some things, you know. Um, I'm talking about the brethren. They changed where we stay. We always maybe trying to upgrade, you know. The last time they came with limousine. This time, <laughs> you know, they changed where we stay. And, um, but it, I saw it was a better arrangement. Hallelujah. It was a better arrangement. Although my wife was there last time. And she maybe preferred the other place because... It's a calm, homely, you know, place that we stayed in. But this time it took us to the Hilton. You know how Hilton is the Hilton everywhere. Amen. You know, and it was amazing. You know, really amazing. Because we could see the city better. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. We could see the city better. You know, that thing of standing out the window, by the window and looking over, the, you know, skyline of a city. It does something. It does something. Amen. It does something, especially to someone that is full of the Spirit. Amen. <laughs> it does something. Glory to God. So, um, obviously, I, I was encouraging them. Um, we were trying to fix um, our, uh, a plan for the church to be with us in convention. Not this year, next year. You know, for the U.S. church to come. Amen as a church but uh, we've not finalized that I mentioned we talked about because I wanted them to come together you know so um, and the same way too I want some of you to come for faith to faith seminar amen glory to God yeah <laughs> well the next one is in July it's just, just by the corner so if you want to come you're invited amen hallelujah so July will be again and uh, this time we are we're doing something bigger. Amen. We'll get into details later. 
Hallelujah. So I'm happy to be back. I didn't miss Eba. I ate Eba in America. I didn't miss Eba. Yes, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, gone are the days. The Lord has made provision. Amen. He has sent his angel to every city I will go to. Amen. Eba angels are always there. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, that's a sign for me. Yes, that. When there's Eba, there is a sign. <laughs> it means that God has gone ahead of us. The Lord that sees to it. <laughs> so, I was not just about the Obono soup was there. <laughs> Glory to God. And uh, it made sense. Amen. You know, I don't know what it is, but I believe that there's something anointed about Eba and Obono soup. I just want to get this out of the way, so uh, I'll just mention it before I get into the word. Um, Our brother, we have two brothers now that, you know, they say the proof of adulthood is when you bury your parents. (laughs) That their fathers have passed on, you know, and they're, um, I think, in preparatory phases for burial and all that. So, I know maybe the church has not been officially informed. First of all, our brother Onis, a man, lost his dad last month, yeah? Last month, yes. He's a man of God. He was 81. 80, 82. Okay. 82. You know, so um, the funeral arrangements are on. On the 18th Wednesday, next Wednesday, not this Wednesday, right? Next Wednesday, the service of songs here in Port Harcourt at the Father's Church um, will be there. Then on Saturday, the 21st, which is Brother Ikena's wedding too. Amen. (laughs) Okay, so we share ourselves. Amen. Some will be at the funeral, some will be at the wedding. (laughs) Amen. But the day um, I'd like all of us to really be on ground is on Wednesday. Amen. Um, For the service of songs. Um, The church is not far from here, Eliopanon, that's where the church is, Bible Faith Church, so um, it's an evening meeting, definitely 6 p.m. or thereabout, on Wednesday. Then our brother Jonathan Abu just informed me today, his own was today, right? That his father, you know, I'm not, I, you know, the father, you know, there are some fathers that you, you, you know, even if you don't see them, yes. and the father also passed on. Yeah, and his own, but I'm not sure of the age. Amen. <laughs> I know they'll give him an age before the burial day. <laughs> All right, but uh, he's been there, and um, we also condole the family of Babu, Jonathan, and Brother Onis. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, also, we have, I, had, I got news this morning. Immediately we flew into Abuja because we first touched Abuja, then we came to Port Immediately we flew into Abuja. I switched on my phone. I received a call. It was Abuja, right? Yeah. I received a call. And um, uh, it was Sister Elfrida. And she said she had been in labor. I didn't hear since when, but someone has told me since when. I, I didn't hear her well. Because I've been in labor since. Uh, 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 please. Uh, you know how some will be talking when they're in, 
Believer, yes. That is to make me laugh. <laughs> but that's not a laughing time, you understand that? So, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing where. Okay, let me not go there. So, and now, um, I said, oh, 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 okay, I'm on a flight. Can I call you later in the evening? You know, I'll, I'll call you, I'll call you. So, I said, okay. So, when we arrived, Port Harcourt, I just put a call through and she explained herself where she was, blah, blah, blah. And all that. So, we just prayed over the phone. Um, we just prayed over the phone. This morning, she called to say, baby has arrived. So, Sister Efrida Dokiwari has a baby girl. Amen. The pregnancy and childbirth up to childbirth is a testimony. Amen. Maybe I'll let her share her testimony herself. You know, it's a testimony. A miracle. Hallelujah. So we celebrate with her. Um, she's, she, was, she said she was going to be discharged today. So I've not heard from her this evening. She's at home now. All right. So um, our fellowship members and all of you that know her, please um, find time to go and see her. If, 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 at most by Sunday, most all of us should have seen her. You know, maybe from church we could go and visit the baby and mommy. Amen. Now, mommy Elfrida. Hallelujah. On Sunday, we're having membership school graduation. So if you, if you are in a membership school, um, you're graduating on Sunday, invite your friends, family members, people, loved ones to witness your graduation. And um, be ready to also take pictures. I believe... Um, it's what is what is what it. Praise God. You know, if you do something, you start something and finish something. It's a big deal, especially in a country like Nigeria. You didn't hear me well. As if you start something and finish it, it's a big deal, especially in a country like Nigeria. Yes. Because they've still not finished the airport. All right, so. We have that. Then some of you have heard about the Faith to Faith Bible Academy. Amen. Um, kicking off with a short course on 23rd of April. Amen. And the course is Bloodology. Everybody say Bloodology. There is no school in the world taking this course. Are you understanding me? Apart from Faith to Faith Bible Academy. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, <laughs> alright, so, uh, be part of it. Uh, can you, I don't know if you could, can you zoom? Zoom in and out. On it. Can you make the um, definitions bold? Okay, you would work on it. If you get it, get there. So, you see the meaning of bloodology. Yes, because so the definitions are there. Hallelujah. Now, um, we have people, and um, amazingly, you know, um, I was looking at those that had registered today, and I was like, um, people that are not members of the United Assembly, you know, I went the first <laughs> to indicate interest 
to be part of it. I have a number that I can't exceed for this first batch for many reasons, you know. So I was amazed that if those people heard, okay, apart from those on maybe Facebook, if they heard, likely they heard from you, but I'm not feeling like some of you have heard. <laughs> Glory to God. Okay, there is a short course. Amen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Titled Bloodology. <laughs> From Monday the 23rd through to Friday the 27th, 9 a.m. to 12 noon. And um, it's a Bible school course, but it will help you, help bring you into the understanding of the blood covenant in a way um, that will be very helpful. Hallelujah. All right, but it's not free. Amen. And I was amazed. Someone sent me a message today. I just saw it maybe an hour or two before service. I, I, I would like to meet the person. Because he sent me, he said, Sir, and I, I don't know him. So you don't know me. I saw the bloodology. I'm very interested, but I want you to sponsor me. <laughs> very bold. You understand that? So... <laughs> So I like I've not replied the person, I just read it. You know. I like okay. <laughs> Seriously? You know, so I was just thinking, okay, I'll tell him how much does he have? <laughs> Glory to God, because he has to also make an effort. Hallelujah. But I was impressed that somebody I'm not gonna pay for you, don't come and ask me to pay for you. <laughs> so, we pay. <laughs> Pay for this one, then we think of that it shows that you are serious. <laughs> All right, but you know, I was I was amazed that someone was thinking that his interest to do the program is so strong that he thought of the fact that after he likes to sponsor him, he wants a scholarship. You understand that? He's applying for scholarship. <laughs> Praise God. I was impressed. All right. Um, there are some people that I want to see me between today, tomorrow, and Saturday. That means you see me before Sunday. Um, Sister Favor Azubuke, Sister Deborah Ogbonda, Winifred Kalio, Hawa Yusuf, Onye Yechi Gyadom, Boma Visiga, Chidima Eke, Sisian Etukudo, Hope Opusunju, Blessing of Bakolo, Otomba, Iboroma. I'll run through it again. Favor Zubike, Deborah Bunda, Winifred Kalio, Hawa Yusuf, Onyechi, Kiadom, Boma Viziga, Chidima Eke, Sisian Etukudo, Hope Opusunju, Blessing of Bakolo, Otomba, Iboroma. Look for me and see me. Amen. Praise God. Okay. They've tried to do something. Can you see that? Thank you. All right, all right. Let's read. Bloodology. What is it? Is it now? Pronounce it. Bloodology. What is it? A branch of spiritology that deals with the wonders of the blood covenant. I you see the definition. So the related forms, remission, redemption, atonement, amen. So, this is how to register. Um, there's a link on um, 
the WhatsApp group. Okay, if you go on Facebook, you'll see the link, all right? You just click on the link, you take it to a form, you fill the form. I, I had somebody that filled the form, so, but they had not paid their, their fees. Amen. So, and some had paid, some have, some have paid. So, these are the, I hope that's correct. The account details, I hope they're correct. I don't have it here. Is that 11? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. 9 or 10? It is 9. Something is missing. Alright, so GT Bank, Faith to Faith Bible Academy. They'll correct the account detail. That, that, that number, account number is not correct. Amen. Well, that, that's... Are you ready for God's word? Um, I'll be speaking briefly, but I will touch quite a number of things. And um, on Sunday, we'll make more progress. Let me give you the account number so that you don't go and pay to Obiakbo. So... <laughs> because those kind of money is up before it goes to. Amen. Just a minute. Hallelujah. Okay. Zero two one three zero three zero five three two. I'll take that again. So if you are not writing, that means you're not planning to pay. Write the account number. <laughs> Amen. Zero two one three zero three zero five three two. Don't call it. Pay money to it. Zero two one three zero three zero five three two. 532. So there's the, the two, figure two, is missing. 0213030532. Faith to Faith Bible Academy. Hallelujah. They gave you only one definition. 532. 532. Not 52. Every spirit of confusion. So call out the number, everybody. This is your favorite number. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Um, let's get into God's word. Ephesians chapter 4. Yeah. Ephesians 4. Let's look at verse 7 through to 13. My focus is verse 12. But we just, I want us to read it in context. Ephesians chapter 4. Hallelujah. You know, we've been in um, Ephesians. We did Ephesians today, right? 
We did Ephesians 6 today, right? So we've been in Ephesians um, throughout um, the week. And um, tomorrow we'll be moving further. Let's read this together. One to go. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Keep going. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it? But that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might feel all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Verse 13. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Hallelujah. That means verse 13 is where we are arriving at. That's where we're going to. Amen. Alright? That's where we're going to. But look at where the discussion started, at least for what I want to share. Verse 7. Previous verses, he had established that we as a church should endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. He had talked about that earlier. He said there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism. First, he's trying to establish unity of the brethren. The commonality we share in our faith, in our union with Christ. Amen. And, um, and uh, in how we operate. But now, after talking about in the ways that we are uniform or our commonality, he now talks about how we are separate. Amen. How we are different. Are we together? Did you get what I'm saying? Go back up. Go to verse 4. Four. He said there is one body. That's where, that's where I want you to get the picture. There is one body. Ever say there is one body. Alright, so in that body, Renaissance is in that body. Winners is in that body. Anglican Church is in that body. Apart from Jehovah's Witness, amen. Alright, they are all in the body. Are we together? So, <laughs> the only person that is in, is in the body is the one that believes that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Alright, so, I can tell you who is not in the body. Amen. So, but there is one body and one spirit. Then it says, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. That means there's one expectation that God has for us. Hallelujah. Verse 5. He now says, one Lord. We don't have, you know, in um, Christianity is maybe a practice of monotheism. <laughs> we are not into polytheism. You know, people that believe in many gods. Are you understanding me? Say the God of this, the God of that, the God of 
coconut, the God of the river, the God of... Are you understanding me? So he's establishing here that there is one Lord. Hallelujah. One Lord. One. Amen. One Lord. Then he says, one faith. One faith. One baptism. Now, it's not saying one baptism does not mean... What he's trying to say is that all of us were dipped into one immersion. Amen. One union. That's what he's talking about. He's not talking about water baptism or this thing. What he's talking about is we're in one union. Glory to God. Okay. Verse 6. All here is establishing one, 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 one. Because he wants to talk about how we're different. Amen. Are we together? He now says, one God and Father of all. Who is above all and through all and in you all. Hallelujah. So, the next thing he's going to say is but. But. Everybody say but. Now, that word but changes the story. It makes you understand that he wants to say something else. Hallelujah. In as much as there is one Lord, one faith, one Father, one baptism, but every one of us, hallelujah, is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Hallelujah. That means that you have grace. Amen. I have grace. Amen. What he's saying here is that the way the grace is expressed is different. Amen. Every one of us is given grace. That's the part I want you to, to establish. Every one of us. That means there's no one that is without grace. Hallelujah. Are we together? He didn't say some of us are given grace. Every one of us. Does every one of us include you? Does it include you? Every one of us is given grace. Now, it's important for you to understand that you are given grace. But listen, grace is not given for nothing. Hallelujah. Am I communicating? So, if every one of us is given grace, it means there's an expectation. Hallelujah. Because here, he's not talking about, you know, there are two things, two sides. Whenever you hear the word grace mentioned, it is either the totality of the two, or emphasizing one aspect, hallelujah, or the other. So, in grace, there are two sides of the coin. On one side of grace is forgiveness of sin, hallelujah. Our liberty in Christ. On the other side of the coin is ability, amen, capacity. Am I communicating? Now, you can hear, oh, thank God for His grace. What you might be talking about is you're thanking Him for His love towards you that never condemns you. But that's not all about His grace, amen. That same grace that didn't condemn you has empowered you. Are you listening to me? So, when he's saying to everyone who is giving grace, on this particular note, because he's talking about the gift of Christ, he's talking more about capacity and ability. Amen. 
So, it will not be wrong for us to say, unto every one of us is given divine ability. Everyone has been enabled. Amen. Not some. Everyone. Everyone. And includes you. You know, I, I love, you know, yeah, yes, but, you know, what, the scriptures I love, I used to look through and just get excited about that. Whosoever, whatsoever. You understand that? Just whosoever scriptures that includes everybody. Because one thing about the law in the old covenant is that the old covenant is always looking out to exempt somebody. If. <laughs> Once you start saying if, condition has entered. I said, if thou shalt hearken unto the Lord thy God and obey diligently. As, as they are going further, you are, they are deleting. Are you understanding me? If. Already. Hi. If. Okay. Thou shalt. Amen. Hearken. We are not out to hearken. Are you understanding me? Then you are out. Okay. I can hearken. But diligently. And observe to do. Ah. By the time they finish the description, you are not among again. Are you understanding me? So the law always attempts to exclude, while grace always attempts to include. Are you seeing that? The law is looking for how to eliminate the number of people that partake. Grace is looking for how to accommodate the number of people that will partake. Amen. Are we getting that? So you see. That when the scriptures are talking about any time, whatsoever, whosoever, you see that in the New Testament. Hallelujah. You hardly see whosoever in the Old Testament. Glory to God. I, I preached once a message about what I called the three alls. Alright? All grace. All authority. All power. I love when all is said. Amen. And everyone, and all, and whatsoever. Hallelujah. So here is one of those kind of scriptures that says, Unto every one of us. It includes who? It includes who? Every one of us is given. You know what I love about the scripture? It's not saying will be given. It said is given. Amen. That means I already have it. I already have grace. I am graced of God. Hallelujah. Say, I am graced. Say again, I am graced. Now, let me explain it this way. You know that prayer we call the benediction? 2 Corinthians 13, 14. Where it says, the grace of the Lord Jesus. The love of God. And the fellowship of the Spirit. He didn't say, we'll be with you. No, 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 no. He's not saying, he's not praying for it to be with. He's saying it will remain. Amen. That means you already have it. Are we together? You already have grace. You already have love. And you have the fellowship of the Spirit. Amen. Say, I'm graced. So back to Ephesians 4. But unto every one of us, even if we have one Lord, one faith, one baptism, we're all graced. And we're graced differently, uniquely. Let me use a better word. Uniquely. Amen. Uniquely. The God that could make thousands of species of insects. Amen. 
among the insects, if you pick out uh, a bug, there are hundreds of species of the bug. Are you understanding me? If you pick a snake, there are hundred types of snakes. Are you understanding me? That God, do you think He doesn't have enough manifestations of grace for all of us? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Now, in the natural, how you know that God believes in the uniqueness of the individual is even by how our fingerprints are. Praise God. You know, um, some guys were doing a study and uh, they were studying about the DNA of man. You understand? And they said that when they started getting into that study, they found that they've not even scratched the surface of the information that's available in a man's DNA. Are you understanding me? They've not scratched the surface yet. Now, if God could make our fingerprints all different, so even they're surprised. They say, ah, they, they, they're still saying that there's no two people that have the same fingerprints. You think that's the only thing that God made us like that way, that there are only two people that have fingerprints? No, there are many other things. Amen. If they don't know what appendix is for, amen, <laughs> what God put it there for, amen. <laughs> Maybe it's for future use, I don't know what. <laughs> are you understanding me? <laughs> You know, that's why I say, that's to remove that pen. They say, I wait to. <laughs> you know where they are removing? <laughs> Maybe they are removing something different. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> All right. You know, but the point I'm making is that God, if you don't have appendix, I'm not saying that, you know. <laughs> you, don't have, <laughs> you don't have an appendix, you know. You know. It's good to have everything. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> All right. All right. So, the, the doctors don't know exactly what the purpose is. You understand? Because they believe someone can live without it. You understand? Someone can live without it. So, those are the, maybe the medical things that we get to heaven. Because actually, you know why I put your appendix there? <laughs> Ah, then you open scripture and show us. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. It's a no wonder all the people that they don't have a pen, there's the way they were behaving. Glory <laughs> to God. I'm pulling some pussy legs. Ah. All right, so the point is that, but I've been studying people that don't have pens. <laughs> if there's a similarity. <laughs> Is to people. Do you have appendix? Say no. <laughs> you know, there are some things we study. Are you understanding me? Let me give you an instance. I was trying to look out for the countries in the world that have malaria. That have malaria. Female anopheles mosquito malaria. And almost all the countries that have malaria have corruption. Are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's not confirmed, but I'm still studying. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and they said that the typical African has malaria parasite in his blood forever. <laughs> Amen. All right, 
Thank God every one of us are not giving malaria. All right. Unto every one of us is giving what? Grace. <laughs> Divine ability. Enablement. Now, um, dealing with uniqueness is what I'm talking about. The uniqueness of every individual. That we are not graced exactly the same way. We are graced different, differently. Now, you know, most of the time, um, be- believers are not able to differentiate between what you might call a natural gifting and a divine or a supernatural gifting. Amen? Are we together? You know? Um, they're not all the same. You, you, you get that? They're not all the same. Because there are some things that it is because you got born again that it was activated. Hallelujah. If the person wasn't saved, that part will never have come on. Hallelujah. So that means that gifting is supernatural. Hallelujah. So here, he's not talking about our natural endowments. He's talking about our supernatural endowments. That God has supernaturally endowed all of us in such a way that we are unique in our own way. Amen. When a man discovers his uniqueness, it's a big blessing. Hallelujah. It's a big blessing. It's a big blessing. A big blessing. You know, one of the things that I discovered early that I would say has helped me as an individual is that nobody can be me. Amen. Are you understanding me? Nobody can be. I am one. One in seven billion. Amen. <laughs> and the same for you. Glory to God. Are we together? One in seven billion. I know there are times where you might see people that look like you, but they are not you. Are we together? You know, someone told you, so, ah, I saw someone that looks like you. Some of them, they say they look like you. You say this person doesn't look like me. You understand that? And there are some people that say they look like you. Be happy. Then there are some people that say you look like you. Say, why? <laughs> <laughs> but you're one in seven billion. So that has helped me a great deal. And it will help you when you discover that you are not seeing. Listen. I'm not saying try to be unique. You are missing the message. No. You are unique. You don't have to try. (laughs) Praise God. So they say, oh, whatever it is we do, whether writing, whether preaching, whatever, nobody can do it the way I would do it. Amen. Are you understanding me? Oh, thank God for what every other person can do. But there's only one me. Hallelujah. And there's a grace that God has given to me. Hallelujah. I believe those were the reasons why Paul made some statements he made. Where he told the Philippians, he says, You are partakers of my grace. Why was he personalizing the grace? Amen. My grace. That means there's something that works in my life. 
that is supernatural. And there's just a way it works with me, Paul was saying. And you are partaking of it. Hallelujah. Are we together? Now, one, one thing you discover about grace, Paul made a statement in Galatians. He said, when those that seem to be pillars perceived the grace of God, which was given to me, as it was given to Peter. He said, he said the grace I was given to Peter was to this group of people, but there was a grace given to me. And he said they perceived it. That means it showed. Hallelujah. It became obvious. That's why you will hear the same experiences. Let me use an illustration. We'll be preaching in a village, let's assume. Okay? And I preach in several villages. You know? And then, the people that were in the village, we say, this is what happened to them. They've never met the people that we preach to in Port Harcourt. Are you understanding me? Then, you go to Lagos or Abuja and preach. And someone will say, this is what happened to me. Are you understanding me? And then you go to a foreign country. And they will say, this is what happened to me. Why are they saying the same thing? Because it's the same grace that met them. Amen. It is just unique to you. There's a lady I used to know. You know, she, she was in Nigeria years ago. She, she's relocated from this country. A music minister. And um, in, those early, in those early years, she was the most anointed music minister I'd ever met. I, I, I remember one, one crusade we went for. And she was singing on stage. She was singing. And that was just always manifesting in her. You understand that? When she sings, it just always happens that way. Effortlessly. It's a grace. It's a grace. It's not that she's trying to say, this is what she wants to happen. No, that's just how it happens. She was singing this particular crusade. You know, crusade, crusade. You know when we say crusade in Nigeria? You understand? It's a soul winning expedition, a gospel expedition. Where you're going to meet people head on. Are you understanding? So it was in um, one of the waterfronts, you know. And the, the, she was on stage. And the people in the community didn't want the church to come there. They didn't want the church to come there. They didn't want anything about God in that community. They have a guy there that is um, like um, the territorial, you know spirits in the area. He's a juju guy. So when he heard about the crusade, he went to the water front, you know, somewhere at the river, and started invoking things to disrupt the program. That's what he was doing. Nobody knew. Everybody was at the crusade point. They didn't know someone was doing anything. Someone was doing anything. As she started singing, as she collected the microphone, they introduced her, she came up to say, and started singing. She raised the first song. He said he was trying to light a fire. It will light it till we quench. Something will happen. Maybe they will interrupt the lady from singing. The tea will start burning. When she takes the microphone again and says, start singing again, it will go off. So he said, who is that person? That's where he came out from that place he was to come and see the person. And the power of God came upon him in the crusade ground. Now that's not just once. That happens regularly. Are you understanding me? Regularly. It's a grace. Praise God. It's a grace. 
there's, there's, there's just a way God moves in our life to break demonic holes in people's lives. That's what I noticed. Someone call it a deliverance ministry. Are you understanding me? Yeah, but what it was that there was just a manifestation of the Spirit that always just moves to break demonic holes in people's lives. Hallelujah. And she does it when she's singing. Amen. Or rather, it happens when she's singing. It's a grace. Hallelujah. You know, there's a gift of laying on of hands. Are we together? There are some... Let me just say, I say this with all sense of modesty. There are some ministries or ministers that... That's not how the Spirit of God works with them. Are we together? That's not how the Spirit of God works with them. They might just teach and minister. People will be blessed and go their way. There are some ministers that don't have the experience that when they touch people, the poor fall under the power. It doesn't happen. It doesn't mean the power of God is not in their lives. But that's not the unique way the power of God flows. Are you understanding me? Okay, let me give an instance. There are some ministers that they are talking. People are crying. Nobody will fall, but everybody will cry. <laughs> are you understanding me? Nobody will fall down, but everybody will cry. Some of you in the car say, ah, don't you? Ah, oh, 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 my soul is healed. <laughs> That's how the power of God moves in their own life. Are you with me? So it's unique. They're talking. Then there are some people, as they're talking, they just start talking. Everybody will stand up. <laughs> Hey, mm, ah, are you understanding me? Are you, are you It's a grace. They didn't plan to, they didn't tell the people to stand up. Are you understanding me? So, there are different ways that, 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 that it flows. Amen. Am I complicating? Then there are people that, I remember, <laughs> um, okay, let me not go into that. You know, it's important to know that the grace of God is unique to every individual. Amen. It's also unique to you. It's unique to you. I've seen people with different leadership styles. There are some people that, how they get the job done is, everybody move! Ah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. And then, everybody's running, but the work will be done. Then there are some that you're wondering whether the thing they're doing will work. Are you understanding me? Let's gather here by 4 o'clock. Even you that say, who is going to come? You go there at 4 o'clock, everybody's there. Are you understand? Everybody's there. What are we going to do now? Even the voice does not seem to be commanding anything. Somebody say, let's do like this. And I say, let's do like this. So I say, okay. They will dispatch. Everybody will go and do it. You say, ah, ah. What is How? Is the unique way that God walks through them. Amen. And one thing is this. When the people discover how the grace of God works in their life, that's a big advantage. Amen. That's a big advantage. Glory to God. Am I communicating? If you look at the life of Peter and the life of Paul, the grace of God on their lives... We're not exactly the same. In most, most of Peter's ministry, we didn't see him lay hands much on people. Are you understanding me? Peter didn't lay hands much on people. 
Hallelujah. He spoke words or he just went in that environment and things happened. At least we know the story of where the Bible says in Acts 10 that while he was yet speaking, verse 44, the Spirit of God fell on all them that heard him. He didn't touch them. Amen. That's how his ministry was. On another occasion, the Bible says, that should be Acts 5, that people kept sick people on the way, that Peter's shadow, they didn't say that about Paul. Amen. That Peter's shadow will fall on them, they'll be well. Praise God. That's how the grace upon his life was functioning. But for Paul, most of the time he had to have contacts. Amen. He would lay hands on handkerchiefs and aprons. And he, are you understanding me? He had to have, have contact. He told them in the, in the, in the um, um, Philippian church, he said, look, I need to see you that I may impart. This one, I, can't, I, I need to have that contact with you. That was how the grace functioned in his life. Are we together? First thing to understand is that you have grace. Amen. Whatever it is that you do in the kingdom, you have grace for it. Amen. You have grace. Then, but there's a way. The grace is unique. It's unique. I've seen two people sing. You know, years ago. One came up and sang. After she finished singing, everybody was clapping. You understand? Clapping. Clapping. Pitching. Doing all the things. Everybody was just clapping. Wonderful. Then the other one came up to sing. If you judge both of them, the second person that came up is not as skilled, alright, as the first person. But she sang. When she finished singing, nobody was clapping. They were saying, God is in this place. <laughs> Are you understanding me? Hi, mighty God. <laughs> it's grace, oh. Are you understanding me? It's grace. And don't misunderstand me. There are people that the grace on their life is entertainment value. Are you understanding me? And I'm not saying it in any mocking way. That's when they come, they make people happy. Are you understanding me? That's some people, they, don't, they didn't come to make anybody happy. They, they remind you that Jehovah reigns. <laughs> Are you understanding me? Are you understanding? When they come, there's one um, song, person sang. I'm trying to remember the song. All this kind of Yoruba chanting. When they finish, like, say, when they finish, you just like God. <laughs> You, it's not that you are happy. You are just like conscious that God Almighty, He reigns. Is <laughs> a grace. Am I communicating? That's just how it flows with them. In the same way, there are people that when they lead prayer, people pray. Are you understanding me? Then there's some people that are trying to get people to pray. They are quoting all the right scriptures. <laughs> they are shouting at the top of their voice. And the people are wondering, why is he disturbing us now? If he wants to pray, let him pray now. <laughs> then someone has to just come and say, Brethren, we need to seek the face of the Lord. Someone will just be at the back. Yes, we need to seek the face of the Lord. <laughs> are we together? And everybody just wants to pray. Is a grace. There's this guy, you know, his, his uncle, is an uncle, a big uncle, you know, 
business person. He's graced. One thing I saw about his life, I'm still connected to him today. One thing I saw about his life, he knows how to make believers get involved in a financial project. So they are building in the church or they are doing something. He's the one they will call out. Now, what is so surprising? I've been in those meetings. I've been around. You know, as a young person, I'll be there. He will come up. And then he might just quote one scripture. You won't even know when the thing will carry you. Are you understanding me? <laughs> and he'll just be talking, 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 talking. This, that, 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 that. As he's talking, people are asking, um, uh, um, when can we pay? <laughs> are you understanding me? It's a grace. Are we together? Say, every one of us is giving grace. Amen. Alright? It's giving grace. Just like we talk about my friend, Reverend Dr. Joshua Tende, when he's teaching God's word. He, he uses um, illustrations. You know? He'll call three people out, four people out. He'll just be looking at it. If you do not understand it, eh? Even you don't, you don't understand yourself too. Are you understanding me? So you just call out three, four people, and then you use. And, and some of the time, it's not illustration he previously thought of. He's my friend, so I, it's not an illustration he previously thought of. On the spot of the moment, are you understanding me? An illustration comes. And that's how he teaches. Praise God. Am I communicating? It's a grace. It's a grace. Praise God. The place I wanted to go to is verse 12. We have not even been able to leave verse 7. Amen. So every one of us is giving grace. So the second part says, according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Amen. This scripture is a very controversial scripture. It's not as simple as it looks. It means many things. Amen. Why is it saying according to the measure? It means that it's not the same measure that everybody is giving. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. According to the measure of the gift of Christ. Let me show you a scripture. Let's go to First Peter 4. Um, that will be the best place to read from. Um, let's start from verse 8. I will get to 10, but I just want to be sure that we'll get a good portion of scripture. Is this helping anybody? Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let the people rejoice. Oh, come. 
to the Father, through Jesus the Son, and give him Um, in the meeting earlier um, in the evening, this today we started, the song got healed. I saw someone get healed of a pain in the neck. Um, but I was upstage before the praise and worship started. I didn't call it out, but someone got healed. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves. That's not what I'm talking about today. Today is not charity, you know. Uh, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. I, I have a problem why King James used the word. What, you know, I just think it was that someone's name was charity or something. Because all the time they used charity, it was supposed to be love. Amen. Sorry if your name is charity. You know, your name has entered the Bible. But, you know, <laughs> there's nothing charity about it. It's love he was talking about. Amen. Are we together? So love covers a multitude of sins. Verse 9. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. My focus is 10 and 11. Then it says, As every man... Let's read that together. I want to go. As every man had received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Now, this scripture is explaining to you that is, this is Peter's message. Well, listen to Peter's message now. Different from Paul's message. But they are saying the same thing. Amen. Paul has said, every one of us is giving grace. Peter agrees that as every man, everyone has received the gift. That you have the gift. You have, there's a gift you have. There's a gift you have. Everyone, everyone minister to another. Minister to the other person. Alright? Then he says, as good stewards of what? He now called it that this grace is many-sided. Amen. That's what manifold means. Many-sided. English words came from. English words didn't just, you know, they evolved with time. Alright? Manifold came from many folds. Amen. You see this handkerchief now? You fold it the first time. You fold it. That's two folds. You fold it again. It now four folds. You fold it again, eight folds. You keep folding until there are many folds. Amen. So it has many sides. So when you say the manifold, the grace, the grace of God has different sides to it. Amen. Are we together? Different sides to it. But we have all received grace. Amen. And we should be good stewards of this many-sided grace of God. Hallelujah. But that's not the big one. Verse 12. Sorry, 11. I said 12. 11, sorry. Sorry, 11. Now, he now says, Hey, do you know why I came here? According to the measure of the gift of Christ. That's why I came here. According to the measure of the gift of Christ. Alright? That's why I came here. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. Pause. Then he says, if any man minister. Now, that means that speaking and ministering, he's talking about two different things. Amen. Even if they are related. Are we together? If any man minister, that meaning that there are people that minister without speaking. Amen. 
Okay. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth. That means he can't function beyond the grace that came. Amen. Are we together? Let him do it as of the ability which God giveth. That God in all things may be glorified. Amen. Why is he talking like that? Because it's not the same ability that comes to everybody. Amen. Even to that individual, it's not the same ability that comes every time to the individual. Did you hear me? Some of you that sing, you know what I'm talking about. There are times where you, the, the unction is stronger than other times. Amen. Are we together? According to the measure of the gift of Christ. So, the one you have been given. Don't complain about what they gave somebody else. Don't be like the man that had one talent. Amen. No, 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 no. Use what you've been given. Use what you've been given. I was with the Norfolk Church. You know, I, I was sharing with some people. I said, see, um, some people think that maybe because you are a preacher or you are a minister of the gospel, it means that you like crowds and you like people, you know. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. There is no time I'm coming to speak that there's no sense of I don't know if I can do it. Amen. It's always there. <laughs> it's always there. But one thing I've noticed is that the moment I start it's just like I am where I'm supposed to be. You know they say you are in your elements. Are you understanding me? Just, just like that. Just like that. I was in Norfolk Church, you know, and that's happened several times, you know. Uh, I shared about how um, I was in London one time, and then it was, it was not a meeting. Uh, it was not supposed to be a meeting. It was a ceremony, but they wanted me to minister. A lot of unchurch kind of people, you know, they came to have great time, but they wanted me to minister. So I came up, you know. I was like, where do I even start with these people? Are you understanding me? It's not like, you know, there's a different way to say, oh, there's a man of God. I just, I, so people already know what to expect, you know, or people that have heard you before. This food, that's not what they came for. You know, some brethren like doing 419. You know what I mean by 419? You invite all your friends. You didn't tell them that they're going to preach. Then you now call the preacher. I just give him the microphone. Fire them. <laughs> now, what you don't understand sometimes is that it can even be offensive to the people that you invited. If God doesn't help, you understand me? <laughs> so, that's that kind of setting. They gave me the microphone, and I greeted them, you know, and then I started talking. But I've seen God do that over and over again. But as I was talking, it just came to my heart that, look, 
this, some of these people, you will never see them again. No matter what you say, you had better give it to them. Amen. <laughs> so, pure gospel. <laughs> Are you understanding me? Just I died for your sins. Are you understanding me? <laughs> gospel. But when I entered that zone, it was like, You are in your elements. You know that kind of thing. Yes, this is supposed to be. And I know that thing. Even the, the big man there is afraid to stand up and go. <laughs> Where you won't go? I will use you for example. <laughs> are you understanding me? You know that kind of thing. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Is a grace. Is a grace. Is a grace. So we went somewhere one time, a friend of mine and I is a minister too. And somebody did something that I was not too happy with. To him. So he's like, you know, those countries kind of I said that they can never do that kind of thing to me. He said, Why? I said, you don't understand. I said, they can, nobody, they can't do that kind of thing to me. It cannot happen. I said, no, 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 no. I said, well, graces are different. Are you understanding me? But I know that that kind of thing can never happen to me. I don't want to say what it is, but it can never happen to me. God knows why he made me like this. Uh, yes. <laughs> because like this is already enough. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't add two one feet on top <laughs> one <laughs> glory to God so to everyone of us giving grace amen according to the measure of the gift of Christ recognize that you have grace Alright? And don't look out and say, oh, I wish I was like that person. I wish... no. Listen, let me tell you one thing. The grace of God upon your life will shine when you honor it first. Did you hear me? When you honor it first. Some of you have been taught how to honor grace on someone's life. You've not been taught how to honor the grace on your own life. And when someone gives you a gift that you value, you will keep it well. Is that not so? You will use it well. So, it's a gift from God to you. Amen. Are we together? It's a gift from God to you. You know, suppose I have the gift. They're just, they're just effortlessly, there's this person I know, you know, my wife and I know, we know, uh, know this person. You know, some people are just, they're just nice. There are some people that are trying to be nice. Yes, and that they're not nice. <laughs> so once in a while they try to be nice. So Lord, you know I want to be nice today. <laughs> but there's somebody effortlessly. They, I don't know. I don't know if you call it a gift of hospitality, but people are just at home with them. Are you understanding me?
Oh, please come over here. Please sit here. You won't ask questions. You say, sit here. You just sit on the floor. Say, where they tell you to sit? Just sit down. Just sit down. Just sit down. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> you will not complain at all. Are you understanding me? <laughs> They're so nice, you can't reject. <laughs> say, sit down. Say, no, 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 no. I didn't want you to sit on the floor. Say, anywhere you want me to sit, I will sit. Then there are others that they say, please, can you come? They say, why? Why should I come that way? That what happened? Who are you? <laughs> Praise God. It's not this, just about standard. There's just, a, there's just a grace. You know what I'm talking about? Say, I'm graced. And I honor the grace of God upon my life. Say it again, I am graced. And I honor the grace of God upon my life. You know, these things, even um, some people do with children, you know, children. I, I, I used to have my parents' church then, this lady. You know, even when she comes to talk to adults, she will bring out the child in you. Mommies and daddies. <laughs> You just see yourself doing like this. <laughs> she will bring out the child in you. Are you understanding me? It's a grace. <laughs> we just say, oh, children, just come around them. We just tell children what to do. They will just sit down. These are, let them leave you and those children. <laughs> you come there, you they have divided the children. <laughs> you know? You know, people that put that say, oh, maybe I, I like to serve in children's church after two Sundays. Um, Pastor. <laughs> By the time one child is crying, you carry him. You say, sorry, 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 cry him. He was crying. As you go, ah! He starts shouting. <laughs> Why there are some people that that doesn't mean anything to them. Amen. They will enter there, all the children will just conform. <laughs> all the children will just conform. Even there's, you know, there are some children that when you see, you'll be suspecting that something is not right. Are you understanding me? What I mean is like, you know, there are some children, just, a child just come into a place, turn a chair upside down. Nothing happened. Are you understanding me? Just come, turn chair upside down. I say, ah, what's wrong with this boy? Come here. Why did you turn upside down? He will kick the other one down. <laughs> but a teacher will call that child. He will come. Are you understanding me? And he say, don't do that again. He say, yes. Because of that teacher, he will not do anything. Are you understanding me? It's a grace. They, um, um, I, I met with someone one time. And she was complaining to me about her... He's a nephew, I think. He's a nephew, a small boy. He was barely three. He was barely three, two or three. He does not watch cartoon. If you put cartoon, he'll start crying. He watches movies. <laughs> when they shoot somebody or start person, he'll start laughing. <laughs> he'll start laughing. He'll be laughing. He's barely three. That's guy say, forget about him. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. Then you see a teacher. Everything the child, that teacher tells the child to do, he does. It's a grace. And you understand what I'm saying? Now, what I'm trying to say to you is that I've tried to touch different things. It's not necessarily about preaching and teaching or singing. It covers many other things. Amen. But every one of us here, we're graced. And let me tell you, I end here. You will not know where you are graced and how graced you are if you're not serving people. Did you hear me? You won't. You're not doing anything. You just sit down. Give me the word. <laughs> Fire me the word. <laughs> no, you will never know where you are graced and how you are graced. But when you start serving people, you start applying yourself to the opportunities that come to help. That's why a local assembly is very important. A church family is very important. Oh, we're doing this together. We're doing this together. You are helping. Then you start discovering some things that... Sometimes, it's even people that even help you discover... Are we together? The areas of your grace. Praise God. There's somebody somewhere. My wife knows the person. We say... Let nobody go near the person. If you just go close to him, you will tell him your secret. <laughs> you say, I don't know why I'm telling you this. <laughs> Everybody that goes around the person, I don't know why I'm telling you this. I don't know why I'm telling you. It's not that he's asking you. Are you understanding me? It's, I know there's something about counseling. Are you understanding me? That people are comfortable to open up. You say, ah, if you go there, you will talk to you <laughs> didn't plan to talk. You will talk. <laughs> it's a grace. Am I communicating? Lift your hands. Say thank you, Lord, for your grace in my life. I honor the grace. Open my eyes to see opportunities to serve you and to serve people. Stand on your feet everywhere. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded.